into world full of beauty, hope, and freedom, Webu. And to this life of wonder, you and I must return through the hurt, desolation, doubt, despair, lies the way. From the yoke of existence, we choose living today. My friend, this is Joe Bakmutsky. I want to welcome you to the Power to Be Happy podcast. I'm a trauma survivor, and I believe that all of us deserve living a greater life that is filled with meaning, with wonder, with happiness, no matter how far it seems of what we've been through. And today, I want to share some of my experience and to talk about how we go from existing to feeling truly alive in this moment, today. Isn't that what we deserve? Let's dive in, my friend. My friend, if you feel like you're running on empty, like you give it so much of yourself every day, and yet you feel like, like there's nothing, like there's nothing that's happening, that's, there's nothing that, that just moves you, there's nothing that changes, like just everything is the same and you feel empty inside, I want you to know that you're not alone. But I also want you to know that it doesn't have to be that way. That this, this is what comes from the past. This is what comes from the challenges that you're facing today. That we are facing together. It comes from the same source. And that's what I want to speak to today. Who is the culprit? <laughs> you know? And how do we move past that to go from a sense of emptiness feeling numb maybe even or dead on the inside that's how I would describe it for me towards a greater sense of just joy of waking up each day and just looking forward to what the day is going to bring. <laughs> you know, I know that seems so far-fetched sometimes. Because right? sometimes it's a struggle just to get through the day. And yet, we can all, as survivors, those who have been touched by trauma, get to a place where we experience so much more joy and fun and excitement and fulfillment each day so that life has, has the sense of purpose and meaning and we feel like we are moving forward. We're not stuck in this one place, stuck somewhere in between whatever, you know, past, present and future. We want to move forward. My name is Joe Bakmutsky. I'm survivor of child sexual abuse. I've been through cancer. I've been a lot of 
through a lot of experiences in life that have hit me hard. <laughs> and I'd rather not have them. But I feel like I'm here. And I'm trying to deal with it as best as I can. That's why I wrote my book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. That's why I've got this podcast, Power to Be Happy. That's why I've been, you know, over the last few years, I've been speaking with thousands of trauma survivors who've been through all sorts of things of different ages, of different stages of life, of, of, who are in different places of their journey towards healing. And so I have their perspective. And also I've been speaking a lot to mental health experts who specialize in healing of trauma, speaking to them in, in conferences, um, in support groups, and on my podcast, in my coaching work right, as, a, as a life coach. And... What I want to share with you today, that so much of our struggle with emptiness, with lack of fulfillment, lack of meaning in day-to-day -day life, comes from one source and something that I call the three-headed monster of lack, right? The three-headed monster of lack. <laughs> oh, it sounds weird, but I'm going to go and describe what those three heads are. And when I talk about lack, I really mean is that, that sense that something is missing. Right? Do you ever get that? That's like when you feel sometimes like drained or empty or like 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 that you, you feel that sense of you know like drudgery like nothing changes right no nothing good happens um i really believe in that sense of lack like not feeling enough not feeling like there is enough in the tank and not feeling up to whatever life can bring. That something is missing, something like, there's, there's not enough, there's a lack of something that we experience. And there is times that we experience the three things that I'm going to talk about. There's times that we experience them more than others. And that's okay. And I don't think we can fully eliminate these three things. But when we can get to a greater level of awareness of what they are, when we can make slight changes, it will lead to a massive breakthrough in the way that we experience life. I'm here speaking from my personal experience, from experience of, of speaking with thousands of people whose lives have been touched by trauma. So I hope that some of that serves you today. Because I'm sharing it from the heart, uh, as I'm sharing my own journey and what I'm learning along the way from uh, folks around me, I feel like I'm sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I think that these three things, you know, these are the blockers 
that get in all of our way. Because listen, I know that your story and what you've been through and the life that you're living is unique. There is no one else out there but you who's like you, right? You are unique in every single way. And yet, there's just so much that we share. So much that we share through the, the struggles, the falls, the times, that we, the times that we stood our ground, the times we did not give up, the, the times we felt empty and sad and misunderstood and hurt and other people don't even notice in you or trying to ignore you or judge. These struggles we face are the same. I want you to know that your story, my friend, is not yours alone. It is our story. Us. We've all been through it. And that's why it's important that we deal with the blockers that prevent us from living a greater life. A life of more joy, of vibrancy, of meaning, of fulfillment and feeling enough. So let's talk to what are the three blockers and how do we kind of get on top of them better? How do we get around them, <laughs> you know, in a way that supports you and makes you feel better? Well, the first one I want to bring up is doubt. But isn't it true that doubt is one of the most insidious, one of the most insidious things that can ever come up for us who have been touched by trauma. Because our brains, our experience, our mind, our body has been wired to see danger. And so where other people sometimes just see things and can they have the opportunity to, you know, weigh them up and, you know, just go with a more natural, like, they're full of confidence and what have you. Like, we have to come at it from a place of, like, asking questions that aren't leading us in the right place. Sometimes because we don't know how things are going to go. Our experience have taught us to expect the worst sometimes, isn't it? Like, sometimes we've expected things to come our way, we expect things to go wrong, right? Have you, like, have you done that? <laughs> because I feel like I've been, I've been doing it for so long, expecting the worst to happen. And so we start looking for signs of things that might go wrong. And that's where doubt comes in. Because we start questioning things, even, you know, questioning experiences, questioning people, I saying, you know, like maybe it's someone who's close to you. Maybe you had this experience with whether that's your f close friend or your partner, and they said something that, you know, maybe like they were upset or maybe some kind of a misunderstanding, but like it became something that you started doubting. Now listen, does this, this, this person really care for me? Do they really love me? I mean, this, or is this... Or is this how they really feel about me? Right, so we start a question and then we kind of build it up. And so this doubt 
can oftentimes take over our lives. Doubt can ruin or damage relationships. Doubt can hurt in the way that we see ourselves. And it can also prevent us from seeking something in life that we deserve. Feeling, going for our dreams, reaching out for our hopes, our desires, our ambitions. Whether that's meeting someone you love, whether that's, you know, starting a new career, whether that's making a friend, whether that's having a hobby that you love, doubt can get in the way. That doubt is a big blocker. So what can we do? You know, when I was there was a time when I I was um, in a bad place of my life. After my first big relationship, uh, I fell in love with um, someone when I was 19 and like, she seemed like the world to me. Like this was a dream come true you know and uh you know that first time you fall in love like it's it just overtakes everything right and if like it was awesome but over time this relationship was started to take a turn for the worse and worse and worse and i found out that she was cheating on me and um and I didn't even break the relationship because I was so desperate to be with this person. And because I was um, what I've experienced as a child and um, my first kind of sexual encounters, um, I couldn't have sex because I, I was frozen and I, I, I couldn't even get it on, you know? And so I was afraid not only of losing her, but I was like, I was afraid of being alone forever. And so, eventually, this relationship, no matter how much I wanted to keep it against, frankly speaking, better judgment, as I, as I see it today, um, it still just went to pieces. And um, she left me for someone else, and I was, I was broke. Um, I was on one hand just so experiencing so much anger towards her. And yet, in another way, I also experienced this, you know, incredible sense of emptiness and almost resignation that, you know, like, this is it. Is this it? Like, is this all I'm ever going to have? And whatever shreds of, of, of good thoughts I had about myself, I was doubting them. I was doubting myself. I was doubting the future. I was doubting everything. Um, meeting someone else seemed like completely out of reach. It was tough. And I, my anxiety went through the roof. I was in an awful place with my panic attacks, um, I was depressed, I was drinking heavily, um, and 
I didn't know what else to do. And yet there was a glimmer of hope within me. I found a hope one day. When I stopped at the traffic light at night. And I thought, I don't deserve to be treated like this. I will never have to go through anything like this ever again. I deserve to give love and be loved in return. And kernel of hope, holding on to that in the time of darkness, in time of doubt, is vital. Something I talk about a lot in my book, finding hope in times of uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And the big thing that helped me, a big thing that can help us in going past doubt, which blocks its way to so many possibilities and hopes in our life. And this is what, frankly speaking, made, changed my life at that point, was going for small wins. You know, I didn't all of a sudden think about having this, you know, vision of myself where I'm, you know, financially well off, where, you know, I'm, you know, married or, you know, with someone who I'm totally in love with. I was like, I realized that I've got, I'm going through a lot of things and I'm, I'm in an awful place in my life. And I just need to focus on like just getting myself back to a point where I feel good about myself. And so my focus has become small wins. Small wins. Small wins to a point, you know, when we say small wins, we don't mean like, I, I don't always mean like, you know, you should get this big task done and, and feel great about it. I mean like, when I say small wins, I feel like getting out of bed. When I say small wins, I mean like having a healthy meal. When I say a small wins, like going to work. So for me, having small wins and setting my life up in such a way that I could acknowledge and celebrate those wins every day, they were realistic things that I could just do. Like, they seemed like accomplishments to me. But I set up my life in such a way that I felt that this actually was a win and helped me go forward. Sometimes, like, going for a walk was a win for me because I was paranoid, you know? And having these small wins has a cumulative effect, right? These things add up, right? And all of a sudden, your sense of self-esteem, of belief in yourself, of believing in others, the sense of trust, right? As I always say, in our world 
of going through trauma, trust is a must. That was a breakthrough aspect that helped me to deal with doubt. So I want to ask you, with the way your life shapes up today, what is it that's going to help you to get those small wins each day? And maybe other people won't notice them. Maybe other people won't care. Maybe other people will think they're dumb or a waste of time or like nothing important. But that you can look back on and say, you know what? I did good today. The, the positive reinforcement means everything. And that when you come up against situations that are more challenging, as I did over time, I built it up to such a way that all of a sudden, now I was ready to meet people. Now I was ready to ask someone on a date. I was ready to make eye contact with someone. I wasn't freaking out. I was able to go, you know what? I deserve more. And I felt that sense of richness on the inside. Because I worked up to it through small wins. What are the small wins that you can put in place in your life or see the things that you are already doing as wins? I think that's important. The second thing that is so challenging for us as trauma survivors, I promise I'm going to go quick on this one, it's fatigue. And you know that sense of fatigue. You know that sense of being drained by life. Because sometimes things get to us more. You may be familiar with this concept of I was fascinated by in sense called allostatic load where the impact of trauma and stress in life adds up and affects our health and manifests in very real ways in terms of disease and our energy levels. It's very real, right? But also know this from experience of kind of going through trauma, but also know it from experience of going through chemo fatigue. Right, the fatigue I had for chemotherapy because I've been through cancer, right? And I had surgery and chemotherapy. And so that sense of fatigue is awful because you feel so drained. You feel so empty. And when it all adds up, mentally and physically and emotionally, like it's hard work. But I remember when I went to see my um, oncologist, he said, you need to... Like, listen, you're at much higher risk for heart disease, for everything else. You want to get into better shape physically. You need to lose weight. And he recommended seeing an exercise physiologist, which is really like a specialist who kind of prescribes you in, as an individual exercise program. And doing that has been so fundamental to me. Because doing exercise has given me such a huge lift in energy. And I started small. You know, one of the things I started doing was jogging. 
And I'm, I've never jogged in my life. And I remember I came out and I went, I went for a jog. And that was like, you know, that was ridiculous. ridiculous. That was like, you know, that, it was like 50 meters, right? It was nothing. I felt exhausted. I felt my knees were shaking. You know, my heart was racing. But I was like, okay, I've done good, like small wins, right? That we just talked about. I was like, you did good today. Tomorrow, try it again. And next day I went maybe just a little bit further. But over time, as I started to build it up, and I started to build up my exercise capability and my program, I started doing a little of like light weights. I started doing some, um, you know, uh, body exercises like, you know, push-ups and stuff like that. Now I'm doing yoga. Like my exercise has given me a new level of energy. But I also learned along the way that exercise is like a cornerstone, like a keystone habit, right? It's the cornerstone of health because being active also all of a sudden affects other areas in your life. Because I was like, you know, listen, if I'm doing all of this exercise, I can't just like, you know, put it all aside by eating all of this junk. Now, all of a sudden, I need to eat better. Now, all of a sudden, I need to drink less alcohol. Then that leads on to better sleep. And all of these things add up. Because all of a sudden, you know, you're being more active in whatever way it means for you. All of a sudden, you're eating better. So you're getting more nutrition into your body. All of a sudden, you're sleeping a little bit better. And even small improvements in each of these areas, small ones again, <laughs> add up. But that's why starting somewhere with exercise, whatever, by the way, that exercise looks for you, being more active. I don't know whether that's for you yoga, whether that's going for a nightly walk, whether that's, uh, you know, playing sports with a friend. I don't know what that is for you. But how can you be more active in a way that will help you gain more energy? I never thought that energy comes from being active. It might be simple. You might know this. I always thought that you need to rest and then you'll have more energy. Which is true. Like sleep obviously is vital. And sometimes you need to rest, right? Like it's just, it's, 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 it's vital. But yet being active is plays such a huge part. So I want to ask you, where in your life can you be more active in terms of exercise and moving more that will give you the drive that will give you that energy, that will help you move forward, that will help you feel that you're getting on top of fatigue, that you feel like you all of a sudden have the energy to go out and do things, to move, to live, a, live your life. What will help you to do that? I think that's important. The last thing I want to talk, talk about today, the last blocker, is distraction. So much of our life today 
is driven by you know media that we see on our phones social media news apps you know tv we see so there's just so much going on that it's very easy to lose ourselves in all of that noise especially when we've been touched by trauma especially we've been through difficult experiences in life sometimes we we find it easy to slip into this mode of you know losing yourself in other people's agendas in entertainment in interesting conversations that don't really affect you in your day-to-day life or might not be learning you. And those things are addictive. You know, for me, I was, you know, know, deeply touched by the war in Ukraine because that's where we're from. And I was reading all of the stuff on social media about it. And I realized just how much it made me wound up and feeling negative and frustrated and worried and having those other, you know, heads of the three-headed monster of life come up. Doubt, fatigue, because I was all of a sudden feeling drained, right? It was addictive, right? I don't know about you, but if you've ever dealt with addiction, I know I have. It's hard. And I think that's what distraction really is. It is an addiction. It is an addiction to screens. It's an addiction to entertainment. Like That's all well and good, but breaking that, we do that by seeking clarity. I really believe distraction comes from not having a greater view of what's really going on in life for you, what you really want, what you really desire, what really drives you, what like truly excites you. Sometimes we don't have that and we want to be able to bring that back. Bring that back into life by seeking clarity, by trying new things, trying new experiences, trying to get answers to, you know, problems or challenges that you might be experiencing and helping others do the same. You know, for me, it's doing this podcast. For me, it's writing this book, right? I found my own sense of renewed sense of hope by writing this book after my own journey through cancer. I found my own way of renewed sense of meaning and fulfillment by seeking answers about healing from cancer, because I was talking to thousands of people on podcasts and support groups. I was starting to help people through coaching, right? And that gave me into my life. So you may not have any of the answers, and things may seem so disconnected and, and, and hazy to you, but seeking clarity and trying to really understand what that is by going within yourself, journaling, working with a life coach, talking to people about things that matter to you right now, things that really interest you, things that will help you learn, 
are absolute key. When you help others do the same, whether it's your friends, whether it's your family, whether it's someone in your community, just help them figure things out, help them make sense of the world. That's what gives us meaning. That's what helps us create a greater sense of clarity in life and pulls us further away from destruction. Distraction, I should say. <laughs> but distraction as well. Away from distraction. And towards living a greater life of more joy, presence, and vibrancy. My name is Jobek Mutsky, my friend. I'm stoked that you're here. And I want to remind you that you have the power to be happy and seek greater clarity in everything that you do and move forward on your terms each day to show up at your best to dream big to hold on to hope no matter how crazy life is things can and do change for the better thank you for being here thank you for being here my friend I want to deeply honor your life your story and where you are today and it's my hope that this show it it serves you in some way because I believe that we are all just capable of so much more than we think sometimes and 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 this incredible potential of what we are capable of and leading a life that you're proud of, that you're excited by. What I tell myself, so tell my loved ones. And that's what I'm here, just sharing this, this with you, right? And I have this vision. I have this vision for bringing together survivors. Survivors of trauma, of difficult experience, of difficult circumstance. Whether that's going through sexual abuse, domestic violence, living with illness, going through war, bring together people who've been through it or are living through difficult times, their loved ones, so we can come together to give, give our best and our lives in, in, with our loved ones, in our communities, in our work, to grow to grow towards our dreams, towards our hopes, towards our desires, and to heal. To heal from difficulties and struggle and making sense of what's right for you today. That's why I'm here. That's why I wrote my book, Finding Hope in Times of Uncertainty, a guide to thriving in the challenging world of today. And if this vision, just if it speaks to you in some way, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from you if you could email me at joe at powertobehappy.com. That's J-O-E at powertobehappy.com. Whatever you want to say, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Please let me know what you think. And thank you again so much for being here today. I'll speak to you next time.